Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The third pick. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The New York Jets select Sam Darnold. Darnold on a keeper. He's going to run right. Lowers his shoulder at the goal line. He's in. Gone away in the days of the lies. Bid a sweet goodbye. Intercepted in the end zone. Seen ghosts. Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. Coming up, Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera. From Disney Plus's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, actor Wyatt Russell. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We welcome you to this program if you are just tuning in uh, here on Peacock or this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate or Sirius XM channel 211, Jay Billis talked about the Baylor Bears big time victory last night against the uh, uh, undefeated team from Gonzaga, which, um, you know, uh, interestingly enough, ends the season with its only loss of the season. And uh, the last lead of their season was when Jalen Suggs hit that buzzer beating three in overtime to beat UCLA. That was the last lead they had in the tournament. Wow. And all year long. Just a fancy way to say Baylor never trailed in the national championship game last night. It felt like it was toast when it was 9-0, 11-1, and 29-10. My gosh, to start the game, and that was all she eventually wrote. And congratulations again to Scott Drew, who was on this program. Go to our YouTube feed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. He was on on March 1st. Chris, you uh, tweeted out from our Twitter yeah, account at Rich time. Eisen Show a uh, a terrific uh, excerpt from it talking about all that they overcame yeah. this season alone Crazy. Uh, with uh, being sat for COVID for three weeks coming off losing their only game they come out of uh, their their COVID sit down and have to go to Kansas on senior night their only loss of the season they also uh, got through collectively that awful snow and winter storm that turned so many lives upside down in the state of Texas, their national champions, first national champions in men's basketball from the state of Texas since the Texas Western team, the famed Don Haskins glory road team of 1966. Congratulations to them. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. It is the NFL draft month, as we all know, and this team had some interesting maneuvers in the free agency period, joining us right in the middle of the talent evaluation portion of his non-playing season as we say it in the nfl is the head coach of the washington football team ron rivera back here on the show how are you coach doing good rich how are you i am fine uh what uh, walk us through what a uh, a day is like for you getting ready for the nfl draft ron rivera <laughs> 
Well, basically, it's uh, we come in, we have meetings early in the morning with the coaches or uh, with our uh, with our uh, scouting department, uh, and then we go back and we start doing our evals on uh, some of the prospects that uh, have caught our eye. And uh, once we get into next week, we'll actually do our draft readings and have our meetings for the different positions. And uh, so we're really, you know, diving into it now that uh, free agency has slowed down for the most part. Okay, yes, and you made some interesting maneuvers. Let's talk about obviously the uh, the quarterback mm-hmm. spot first up. How do you how do you evaluate your quarterback uh, room right now and the depth chart in which you place everybody right now? Well, you know, the way it's set up, you know, Ryan's going to come in as as the starter. Um, but he's got a he's got a couple of uh, young veteran guys that'll be competing for uh, for the ability to play uh, in both Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, and then we have a, uh, a second year player coming off of uh, a, a disrupted rookie year, Stephen Montez from Colorado, who we we like a lot of. But Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in as as a veteran guy who's very savvy uh, and and has a world of experience, you know. We're, we're a team that I think is, is still developing and growing, and to have a veteran guy leading it like we did last year with Alex, I think it, it, it can give us a, a, a real big boost into development and growth of this football team. And, I, I mean, it's just it, – it is amazing sometimes watching Ryan Fitzpatrick play. It's infectious just as a fan. Um, what about his game do you think suits Washington football team schemes? What do you like about him? Well, his fit well, really, to me, it's about ball distribution. It is, he puts the ball in so many different players' hands. You know, uh, when we went back and evaluated his last few years in the league, um, they were some of his better years. Uh, he did some really good things the last couple of years. You know, he's been very helpful in the growth and development of the team in Miami. And you know, here's a guy that can come in and do the same thing for us. And who knows? Who knows what happens after this coming season? Um, as far as him. I mean, what he can do for us and how he can help us grow and develop as a team. And um, what, uh, where, what, where else, I guess, did you look at? Um, how many people did you look at for your quarterback spot uh, landing on Ryan? We looked Ryan? at several. You know, you, know, you know, we were in the Matthew Stafford um, um, derby. Uh, you know, we, 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 we thought that he would be a guy that would really help us as well. And, um, you know, when that, when that didn't transpire, you know, we had always been talking about Ryan. He was always in the conversation. Um, and so we went after him uh, as soon as we had the opportunity. And why, why Ron, did, uh, did things end with you and, and Alex Smith? It seemed like an incredible run. Um, and it, it, it does seem as well, like if you could lend any, any perspective – to the way things ended, he wanted to play. Maybe uh, you didn't you, you didn't feel comfortable with him playing in that playoff game, leading to some sort of gear grinding. Is that a, a fair assessment? Can what can you tell us about all that, Coach? Well, there's there really not much to talk about as far as that was concerned. I mean, it was something that I, I think he felt his opportunities might lie elsewhere, and so you know we gave him the opportunity, um, you know, by releasing him. Uh, and we'll go from there. I mean, he did a great job. He was very instrumental, as I said, in the development of this football team. And you know, he he will always have a have a have a uh, place of high honor here in this organization. And then I guess I'll give you a chance to maybe respond. He gave a quote to Gentlemen's Quarterly saying that he thinks that uh, his play helped uh, lend uh, throw a wrench into your plans. And it seemed like you you actually were quite you know uh, happy to use him sometimes. So it was. It was a little bit jarring. What do you say yeah. when you hear that uh, quote, Coach? 
Well, you know, the, 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 you know, his site came out and explained that you know this was a, a reporter who didn't quite take it in context, which is fine. And, and to be honest, I, I, you know, he and I had a, had a great sit down, we had a great conversation um, um, after the season was over, and you know, we we talked a little bit about that. And I told him, I said, I honestly don't disagree with you because it was frightening. I, I told him I was scared to death. I, I did not know. Um, and he said, you know, coach, that's fair because there really was no roadmap to us getting to where we were which was true. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and so because of that, you know, th- there, there was trepidation on my part. And I told him when, when he went out there against the Rams and, you know, and, 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 and he gets sacked for the first time, I had a pit in my stomach. And I, I literally turned up into the stands and looked at his family because I'm thinking to myself, oh, goodness, you know, what's going on? Um, because, again, th- there was no roadmap. N- nothing told us you know, what was going to happen. So, so there was, I mean, to be honest, to be completely straightforward about this. Um, and, and, and as I said, we had a great conversation about it and, and he, you know, he and I had a, had a good conversation. We really did. Ron Rivera here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. It seems like you're getting a lot of some of the Carolina gang back together uh, one by one. Obviously, you know, uh, Kyle Allen is still on your staff and on, I mean, on your, on your, your roster, um, you're obviously comfortable with him and how he can run an offense that you're comfortable with. And Curtis Samuel, you went out and uh, and and acquired him in free agency. Uh, what what do you what do you like about Curtis's game and how you think it can fit into everything that you're obviously building there on, on the O for the WFT? Well, I, I think it's exciting because what it gives us is it gives us a a, a, a vertical complement to who um, Terry McLaurin is for us, you know, with, with Terry now out there and Curtis out there and, 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 and the mixture of guys that, that we have that we can put in, into play for ourselves, you know, uh, with Adam Humphreys and, and, and some of the guys that are coming back as, as far as Cam Sims is concerned and Steven Sims. I mean, we have an array of guys that can contribute and really uh, go out there and, 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 and tell people, hey, you can't roll to Terry anymore. You can't double Terry anymore. Because um, if you do and, and you want to leave Curtis alone, then great. That's fine. We'll take it. Or you want to leave Logan Thomas alone you know, or, or Cam Sims or, you know, uh, any of the guys. We have weapons now. And, and that, I think, is one of the more important things is that we have people that need to have the ball in their hands. And, you know, again, that's why I said that's the idea behind bringing a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick in a guy that can distribute the ball to, to, to the different people. Ron Rivera here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, what do you let, – let's talk a little bit about some of the rule changes that uh, might be coming in the NFL or being discussed in the NFL um, or were discussed in the NFL. Do you like the idea of a sky judge, Coach? Would you be up for that? Um, I, I do. I, I think, you know, whatever we can do to, to, to help – and make sure we get it right. I think that's important. And yet there's still a lot of things that have to be worked out. And I know those will be things that will be discussed uh, as, as, as we start having our meetings um, in the next couple of weeks as far as you know, deciding whether or not that's something we do on a permanent basis or, you know, or for a trial basis. But I, I do like the idea of doing what we can to make sure we get it right because it's important. I mean, you know, these games are important. You know, it's not like baseball or basketball where you have a number of games you know, we have a limited number. We have, you know, we now have 17 that you have to play, and, and you want to win as many as those you can. I think it's important that you get them right, and, and if this helps us, then great. 
Are you going to change the way that you run practices, coach, uh, in any way, shape, or form now that there's a 17th regular season game? Uh, I think so. I, I, I think we learned a lot from last year, to, 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 to be upfront about that. Um, you know, as, as we went along the year and how things were changing and how things were, you know, were, were, were being required of us to be done, um, I think we may have found a couple of things completely different from what I had done in the past as I did in Carolina my last few years um, in terms of, of, of practice, practice reps, number of reps, time spent on the field, um, time spent in, in, in walkthroughs, time spent in, in actual action periods. I mean, all that really came into play, and, and I think we learned, um, at least I, I feel like we learned, um, you know, myself, our training staff, our strength and conditioning, and our coaches, just how important it is to, to be aware of these. So uh, I, I do think it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to change the way we approach to the, the, the season as, as, as we go through this 17-game stretch. Would Dick have changed his approach if you had a 17th game back in the 80s? <laughs> Coach, what do you think? <laughs> Um, I think he would have. Okay. I, I do because I I know he changed. I know he adopted um, when we went to sixteen. Okay. Um, and and I know he would have adopted uh, as 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 we go along. You know, he, he's he, he's somebody that paid attention to those things. Um, now, did we practice physically? Yes, we did. Uh, but as the season went on, we tapered off. So so I think he would have done the same thing. What's the angriest you ever made him or saw him? <laughs> <laughs> you got a good one for me? Come on. Oh, now. man. I remember one time um, we blocked a kick and we tried to scoop it. And and I missed it and another player missed it. And they recovered it. And it was a, you know, because it was a change of possession or however it worked out. Right. Um, it ended up as a first down for the opponent. And so we had to go back out there for, for another series. Thank goodness we stopped them, but when we were coming off, Dicka was there waiting for us. <laughs> and he just right away he yelled, we have too many F-blankety-blank heroes just fall on the ball. <laughs> and I still remember that to this day. I, mean, I imagine you coach the same thing, maybe in a different manner, but uh, you carry yeah. that with you and you try, to, <laughs> you try to instruct your charges in that regard, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. I do remember that. Well, Holy well, cow. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you those flashbacks, but uh, I you, you, I heard you tell this story in a Zoom that we did uh, together with uh, with Tariko and a whole bunch of guys for for our uh-huh. uh, our friends at Wheels Up a couple of uh, months ago, and I, I'd love to uh, for the Super Bowl. I'd love to have you retell it about John Madden and how influential he was in 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 I guess oh. helping you um, you know in a way earn your reputation as the old riverboat Ron can you walk me through that one what a great story this is if you don't mind yes kidding me on this one Ron. no you, well what happened was uh, you know after my second season I had this dubious record of being three and 13 of games decided by six points or less and uh, the former owner Jerry Richardson had told me you know you need a mentor um, I have a friend named John Madden who you know <laughs> he said I've talked with him and he's waiting to hear from you so I so I called Coach, and, and, and we started talking, and he said, oh, by the way, before you come see me, you know those 13 games you lost? I said, yeah. He said, go back and look at those games and, and, and think about what you could have done differently. So I did. I went back. I looked at those 13 games. I wrote this beautiful report, okay? It's like about 18 pages of details about what I could have done differently and how things could have changed if I had done these different things. 
So we set an appointment. I fly out to see a coach uh, in his home office in, in Pleasanton, California. I come in, we sit down, we start talking. And I mean, it was interesting as heck. So just as we're about to get into the nuts and bolts of our conversation, I say, hey, coach, I got that report for you. He said, oh, cool. Um, but it's not for me. That's for you. I said, excuse me? He said, that's for you. What did you learn? Well, I said, the biggest thing I learned is I, I, I went by the book. He said, you went by the book? What book? I said, well, you know, the, the one, you know, I mean, you should kick it here in this situation, like, you know, this game. And, you know, and, and, and he said, yeah, how'd it turn out? I said, well, he goes, Ron, forget this book. To go by your gut instinct. You've played enough football. You've coached enough football to go by your gut. Go by how the game feels. Do those things. And so I thought about that. Go back, and now we start the 2013 season, and we're playing Buffalo and Buffalo. And we get in the same situation. And sure enough, I went by the book. We kicked it. Go up by six. They get the ball, drive down, score the touchdown, kick here to point, and they beat us by one. I was sick. I was ready to throw up on it. And everything kept flashing back to what Coach said to me. And so I'm driving home that night, Monday night. I've watched the tape about ten times and just, I'm just sick. As I'm driving, I'm thinking about this. I run a red light, and I almost get T-boned. Oh. And it just, it, it, just, oh, it just wakes me up. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. I get home, and I, just, and I, I, can't, get, I can't shake it. So the next week we're playing the Giants at home in our first series. Okay, we were 0-2 at that time. In our first series, I go for it twice on fourth down. Both times we convert and score the touchdown. Yeah. And then from that point on, every time we got into a fourth down situation, thinking about down and distance and where we are on the field, we went for it. We went for it. And so as, as, as the games progressed by about the – fifth game of the season, um, I did it again. We played Minnesota in Minnesota on the first series. It's 4-2. We were on a shovel pass to Mike Tolbert. He scores the touchdown. So after the game, some reporter basically writes, boy, Ron Rivera, he went for it. He was gambling like like a riverboat gambler. And that's how it was born, Riverboat Ron. And, you know. And it's really not necessarily about just throwing, you know, uh, to the wind as much as it's really thinking about and calculating situations like that. And that's how Riverboat Ron was born, and you won, you won an eight-game winning streak uh, yeah. off of that. And then obviously a couple of Coach of the Year awards after that, and now here you are, the defending NFC's champion head coach of the Washington football team. And I just, just to dovetail off that just a little bit is, is, is what – what a, the role of analytics plays now you, you see it all the time i mean you yep. went you you went yep. for, you went for the two-point conversion in the win against the giants that almost you know when it all came that that, that let yep. the giants you know root heavily for jalen hurts against you on sunday yep. night football in yep. game 256 you know like so so yep. how what 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 is that push pull that you deal with sometimes it, it it's really it's about momentum and and and, and stuff like that to me you know, it's funny because you know I've, I've had I've had coaches that I worked mentors like 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 North Turner and Norv and I have talked about you know the right time to go for it on two. You know, like a lot of people say, well, if you're down by 14 and you score, you should go for two now, okay, and, and uh, on your first score. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do that, you just got the momentum back, and now you go for two and you miss. Now you've lost the momentum. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, those are the things that Norv and I talked about. 
And so I've always tried to keep those types of things in mind and, and, and how you do it. So really, it's about gut feel to me. I, I, I think you, the, the analytics are there to really, I guess, just indicate whether or not, you know, this is the right time or this is a good time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had situations where when we've gone for it with the analytics and it didn't happen out, and I've been told, hey, that's okay, you did what, was, what the analytics said. And to me, I struggle with that because if I did what analytics said and it says nine times out of ten you're going to complete it, there's that one time out of ten you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, 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 and so how do you know if you're going to be that one time out of ten that, doesn't, that isn't successful? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if there is no guarantee, you can tell me all you want. Oh, that it's 99 percent. Hey, that's good. Yeah, but what if you're that one percent? What if that one time it doesn't work? Nobody talks about that until it happens, right. and then it's oh, it's a bad decision. Uh-huh. No, it's not a bad decision. The numbers, yeah, but the numbers also said. So you just don't know. You can argue it all you want. You could for sure. Hey, before I let you go, I know you've been kind enough to call in. Uh, I just want this is this is literally for me. I'm not going to lie here. The, the most exciting play, one of the most exciting plays, let's put it that way, in the, in the postseason was Taylor Heineke diving for the pylon, hitting the, hitting the pylon, hitting, hitting it with the Heineke and, uh, in, that, in that game against uh, Tampa. It was, it was dynamite. Uh, I, I, I hate the rule that if the ball is fumbled into the end zone, it goes Ooh. back to the defense. I hate that because, Ooh. again, because Taylor, if, if Taylor had lost the ball on the way to that yep. pylon, he, he's making an aggressive play. It got me off the couch. It was just mm-hmm. so exciting. What, what, mm-hmm. do you, what do you think of that rule? Would you want it changed in the NFL? No, no, because, because there's always that caveat that if I always risk it by putting the ball out and putting the ball out and putting yeah. the ball out, right? okay, I always risk that. Then there is there is no penalty for the risk. You, the, the, nothing can be risk free. There has to be a penalty. You know, it's it's crazy. It's like it's like when when we go through when we go through um, um, training camp and we got a rookie that's making all these plays on on defense and everything like that. He goes, God, this guy's gonna be a great cornerback. And I always say, not so fast. And I said, What do you mean not so fast? I see he's practiced with no consequences. I said, when you watch these, some of these guys play during practice, they're great. There's no consequence. They get on the field. Now everything's in front of them. They get tackled and all this stuff. And everybody goes, man, what happened to that guy that we had in training camp? Well, there's no consequences in training camp. So when it's for real and there's consequences, now they may not always be sticking that ball out because there's, there should always be that chance that, that they may lose that ball. It may cost them. That's, that's why, to me, it's hard for me to sit there and say, oh, yeah, we should change the rule. Well, again, if there's no consequences, people are going to they're, they're going to try and they're going to you know, Well, there's nothing to help the defense then. Well, they're it's just like pass interference. The guy throws the ball up in the air 50 yards downfield, and these guys are hand fighting, and the referee decides to call it a defensive penalty. The ball's on the one. Whereas, whereas if if if, if, they, if they call it on the offense, well, it's, it's from where it's from, it's from where the ball was thrown. That's where the penalty goes from. Well, but my issue is, is that if the ball, if let's just say Taylor reaches for it and it, it gets fumbled out at the half inch yard line, it's still yours. But if it's fumbled another sixteen inches north, it's no longer yours. That seems to me totally arbitrary. Right. That 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 I can't stand. I mean, that so I, I would change it. In, that that could be a reverse touchback. That you now get the ball in the twenty with the same down. The distance is obviously mm-hmm. different, but it's the same down. So there is some risk. I just don't like the fact that the defense that's been bending and is about to break gets a break because the guy loses the ball in the end zone. Even if they did, 
even if they did force the fumble defensively, if it goes out at the half-inch mm-hmm. yard line, it's still yours. Further up the field, it's not. That's the that's the arbitrariness I don't like. No, no, hey, that's that's why that's why it's great to have a. Uh, a talk show because we can talk about that. <laughs> well, the Ron Rivera show coming up after the Rich Eisen show, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ron. I appreciate the time immensely. Uh, Certainly during a busy time of the year for you, I'm sure. We'll chat again soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. That's Ron Rivera, everybody. The HC of the WFT. I'm so glad he told that story about John what a Madden. Story. When he told it, I Oof. said, I'm going to make a mental note next oh, time he's on. He's got to awesome. tell it. Oof. The, my favorite part of that story is Madden saying, that's not for me, it's for you. The homework I gave you isn't for me, it's for you. Awesome. And then the answer that comes from Ron is, well, I found out I followed everything by the book, and the answer back from John Madden is, what book? On cue. Madden. What book? <laughs> what book? What book are you talking about? <laughs> that's awesome. There's a book inside you it's called your gut read it from cover to cover and follow it and and he 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 runs through a red light which he didn't tell that story before that was news to me because he's thinking about it after losing going to zero and two eight in a row totally changed everything you can look that up you could look up at that point in time then he decided to riverboat run it changed everything for him in carolina and obviously is his head coaching career. That year they win eight in a row, you mentioned, then lose, and then win the last four straight. So they win 12 out of 13 after to end that like, season. After he said, after the what book? And they lost in the first round of the playoffs that year, but still. Well, he wound up in Super Bowl 50. Yep. Eventually. Two years later. Take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. The wildest golf video that went viral <laughs> yesterday. That if you haven't seen, wait till you see it. It is nutty. That's next. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. show together with uh, Ron Rivera, who uh, has turned the page on Alex Smith. So, I mean, uh, definitely seems so. <laughs> You know, I, I guess you, you know, Ron shows up. I'm really nervous for you. I, I don't, 
you know, we need a spot for somebody who's going to play. I don't believe it. And uh, somebody's got all, or it's not that I don't believe in you. It's just I'm nervous for you. It makes right. me really nervous. Or he could have not deep down believed that this is entirely possible. He's been there and he's done that. He's a hard old school football coach maybe and need, a, need that as a roster spot. But he's sticking there. And, boy, he was. Uh, if he said he threw a wrench into it, it was a very useful tool towards the end of the season. Glad they had him, obviously. Where is he going to wind up? I told you he doesn't. His initial reaction isn't like, yeah, I just want to – I'll just play for Urban again. Nice yeah. nice full full circle situation where, you know – But who's left? That, I'll, that I'll, I'll be it. with Urban. He's my college coach. He'll be my last professional coach, and I'll just teach Trevor Lawrence how to be. I'll be a coach in the locker room for you. Where, where's he going to be? I don't know, but you'll you'll see. No, Nobody thought Sam Bradford was required in Minnesota, right? What if he mentors Zach Wilson? I, I don't think that's what he wants to do. By the way, I'd be beyond thrilled if that happens. Beyond thrilled. I just don't think that that's, that's his initial. I think he'll sit and wait. And I think the Jaguars will sit and wait for him. And then there's the situation in uh, you know Atlanta, right? That's up there. It, I know we want to hit that later yeah, on in the program. It's, it's, it's brewing in Atlanta. So it's we'll going s- down. We'll see what happens all there. So I, I saw this video uh, hitting on my timeline. Uh, you know, somebody popped that up there, and, and I saw it. It's Bryson DeChambeau warming up. I don't even know if that's a phrase for it. I mean, I mean here he is on the practice range, and VJ Singh oh, is just standing gosh. there with his, I mean, the- with his arms resting <laughs> on his own driver. Okay? I mean, and he's just... Not- Watching like, Bryson DeChambeau just like smack. You can't even say he's smashing balls. It's it's like, just the way that he's twisting his body entirely and torquing it and then swinging from his heels. And then it, it, it's like VJ is just standing there. Can't believe what he's seeing. I don't think he's saying anything. He's just stopping and he's looking at it. And, and DeChambeau is like manic. Like he, the pace at which he's I mean, swinging and then also like, and his caddy's flipping him a golf, but the next ball, he's it. snatching it out of the air, and he's yeah. throwing it on the ground, and he's just, like, quickly setting up, and then he's smashing it again. And there's VJ just, like, you know, with his $100 million in the bank, you know, <laughs> and his own, and his own, his own uh, you know, trophy case. Just standing there like, what the hell is ha- What the hell is this? It's like watching Home Run Derby. It's like, you know, or like those guys who do the long drive competition. This is insane. It's, it's bananas. That's insane. And he and looks all, like he should be in WrestleMania. All I can think is that he snatches the next ball out of the air and he, he tees it up. And then he looks at and he sets up and there he goes again. Like he's literally standing over the ball again and VJ's just standing there and swack again and then <laughs> and then snatch another one out of the air and put it down. And then he steps back and he sets up. No, nope. and now he's now now he's standing over the ball again. Catch my breath real and quick. VJ's looking at it and then here we go. And then the happy Madison all the way down the field, you know, and then it is insane. I mean that swing is insane. That swing is violent. It's so whack. crazy. And it's ins- and, and, and so there's two things I thought of. First of all, is how's this man not going to have back problems later in his life if this is the way he's swinging? Like, he's a young buck right now, but trust me. Trust me. As somebody who last week when I was out, I spent uh, a full day chewing Motrin just because I leaned into the tub for a split <laughs> oh, second. Geez. All right? Yeah, he's 27. All right, great now. 27 now. 37 uh, 
we're going to have issues. Yeah. All right. But again, that's his thing. Let me just ask you this. <laughs> and I mean this with all sincerity here. And this is not because okay. I've never met the guy and I, I will root for him. And he's fun to watch, man. Shambo? For sure. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I, he's fun. I stop on the remote. If I am oh, switching, yeah. he's, he's playing. I want to see what he's got. If here. he's teeing off, you want to watch. No doubt. I want to see how far it goes. No doubt. I want to see where it lands. Yeah. I want to see how much further he is than everybody else. And yep. it is it is something to watch, okay? But let me just ask you this question. Let's say you're on a range wherever you're on a range. Okay. Okay? Let's say anybody out there at home, you have a you're you're fortunate to uh, to have a regular spot or a club or whatever, and you're on a range and this type of person shows up. You're like thinking to yourself, what's their problem? (laughs) What are they on? Like, what are they like? What are they on? It's literally what I'd be like, just like my, my God, you know, like I would stop like VJ and kind of be like, huh? What are you smoking, bro? Give me something. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, yeah, I would watch for several minutes. Right. Yeah, you're just, but also just say like, what is this person's malfunction? Yeah, it's so beyond normal to see someone swing this hard and then have somebody flip them a ball and snatch it out of the air. Like you're in a mood. Like you're, you're like this is like I'm feeling it. I am gonna win the Masters. I'm gonna get a jacket. I'm gonna get a jacket, and I already have my meal picked out for next year and I'm going to sit in Butler cabin and I am going to talk to Jim Nance and I can't wait. Give me another ball. I'm going to stand over it and booyah, swing that one and give me another ball. Where's that cabin? I know my jacket size. Let's go. VJ, watch this. Here I go. Here I go. Swing it. Yeah. Feeling it. All right, two things. And I'm like, what two is things, going on? Two things immediately come to mind. They don't <laughs> have they don't have a jacket in his size no, like no, no, no. ready no. for him. They, you know no, what I mean? They gotta get the tailor, no. right? They, they gotta, gotta, get they the gotta t- split it down. They the gotta back. split it. We gotta extend it. He's you got, got the, the traps. La- yeah, the traps and let's, the lats. Yeah, okay, let's, like, let's, let's grab the one out of Fuzzy's locker <laughs> and grab the one and out like, of put them together. Or yeah, and and grab you know, some grab grab Crenshaw's. Right. Grab Fuzzies. The Freddies. You know, I just hey hey Ben and Fuzzy. We'll get you new ones. We just got to stitch these together. Right, like right, have, right. You know how sometimes in the draft they have like the Nike person who's got the hot press to put uh-huh, the, name the name on the back. They've just got to have a tailor sitting by to actually just construct this just construct. new range. Yeah. Right. Make the he, arms. He's going to win. He's going to win the arms, arms a little yeah, bit. Got to open the arms. Got to open. And then two. Yes. His meal next year would be like what? Like protein, protein smoothies, yeah, electrolytes. Oh, yeah. Bo- boiled yeah. chicken, yeah. electrolytes, yeah. Yeah. Like egg whites, yeah. Egg, egg whites, damn exactly. Yeah. There are no in- there's no inflammatory. Whey, whey no. powder, protein no. powder. No, and then you know what? We're all going to go out. We're going to do push-ups <laughs> yeah, exactly. together. Together. <laughs> all of us. Let's go, champs. Let's go. Like Jack Nicholas doing crunches. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Peloton. Yeah. He's going to be like a Peloton instructor. He's going right. to put on that thing. And he's like, let's get out there. Let's get out there and swing from our shoes and put everyone in traction. Yeah. That's right. Here we go. That's right. And then have another protein shake. And then. And let's go. Like drinking raw eggs like Rocky. Yeah. We are going to chew. We're going to chew supplements and put it in a smoothie. And then give me that ball on a swing. I'm going to hit it. 
From Monaco to El Segundo. <laughs> how do you win, how do you win the Masters like this? That's where he's going to hit it. Uh, he's not going to win. <laughs> he shows up at the range his first he's day at, at Augusta 2021. Here we go. He's not, he's not winning. The sound. I saw that video and I'm like, what the hell is that? The sound of when he hits the balls. Oh, of course. Like it's like it's a mixer. It's, it's 200 plus ball speed. It's, it's crazy. Insane. There's nothing like any. And, and he's, you know, I mean, he's got the U.S. Open in his back pocket. Yeah, right? I'd love to see and him he's got, win the Masters. And he's got this week. I It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Because I tell you what, remember, we were talking about this in November. Yeah. Going into the Masters, how he's going to wreck the course. I, I thought he was going to wreck the course, yeah. and he failed miserably. So he has a lot going it's a on. a tough this. course. He's got a lot I mean, riding on, this week. But he could do it. He's got a lot riding. Man, just a little less. I'm like jacked up right now. So, I mean, I know. I mean, like, I'm ready this. to Let's go. go. Let's go. Yeah, right. there right. we go. Thank you. Bill Walton won again. <laughs> yeah, again. Very rarely do I watch a player play who's getting ready to play in the Masters on a, on a practice screen, a practice tee box, out there, on a range, at the practice range. Very rarely, I've, this first time in my life, I've ever seen somebody out there and I say to myself, I want to go hit somebody. He's like, like the and VJ's ball, just like, like the ball offended him. VJ's honestly twice his age, right? All the oh, years of wisdom, just standing there going, "Oh my God, you're going to be in traction." Yeah, it's like, "Hey, buddy." buddy VJ's fifty-eight. There he is. He's at like, whoa. Here he is, <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, getting ready to show up at the twenty thirty-five Masters with his outfitted by Motrin. <laughs> He's a robot. Brought to you by, brought to you by, he is just a weasel. That's what VJ's looking at it like, sir, son, you are I mean, a walking piece of ibuprofen when you hit 40, man. See, you, you say that, right? But have you seen the Instagram video where the dude takes an egg and he puts it yeah. inside his bicep and he breaks it? He's like, I'm built different. That's what he would say to VJ Singh. He's yeah, built different. Is. Probably. I'm sure Probably. he is. He's built, He's built different. He's been there and done that, man. Oof. By the way, walking ibuprofen. Yes, is a great yeah. name. I mean, he—that's insane. That that swing. So you know they'll be talking about it on Golf Pass on or on Peacock, Peacock. or more appropriately uh, on Peacock. I think they'll be talking about it during WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. What if he runs out? He's like a special guest referee. Or well, something. I mean, he's going to be playing in the Masters. Well, Chris. he could win it, and then he could get He'll on fly. the PGA. No, and the yep. same thing that one year Tiger won in it was the Game of Thrones right. finale. That's what I mean. Yep. Get out there. Get out there. Just come on now. <laughs> ah! He comes running down the aisle like the Saturday ultimate warrior. Sunday. <laughs> you know. Shambos should tie the things around his bicep. Make his guns a little bit better. You should do? He should do. He should fall four strokes back on Saturday or Sunday. Get down in a prone position. You get up like the other. If anyone needs. Right there on Amen Corner, just lie down on the bridge and just get up like the Undertaker. After he puts one, he puts one in the water. One and Ray's Creek on 12, and then his caddy flips him around the ball. He puts it down. Uh! And then a Hogan, the Hogan Bridge, he just like pops up. Hulk Hogan Bridge. <laughs> he needs walk up music. The Hulk Hogan Bridge. He needs walk up music. He does need walk up <laughs> yeah. music. I just destroyed Chris Brockman. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. out. Brockman's out he's, with the Hulk Hogan bridge. Think of two people that are complete opposites, Hulk Hogan and Ben, ben Hogan. Hogan. And the one who can literally bridge him is Bryson DeChambeau. Eye to Tiger every time he hits the team. All right, let's oh take a break. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my face hurts. Oh, my God. 
By the way, I got my hottest take of the day coming up. Uh-oh. Ooh. That's coming up. And I don't usually hot take, but get, Bryson's get got the me plank fired ready. Up. I'm going to take that take and snatch it and give you another take. Oh, yeah. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here at the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. This may be my hottest take I can ever come up with. Uh-oh. I know I'm alone on this, Chris. I know I'm alone on this. I know I'm hoping that I can search to find others who feel the same way about this. I no get, idea where you're going. Ready to be sizzled on this. I don't know where you're going with this. I, this is my opinion, and I feel it deep down in my bones, and I've had it for a very long time. I cannot stand one shining moment. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just can't. Cannot stand one shining Come moment. On. I why? don't understand why the whole country's like, oh, this is so <laughs> wonderful. I can't wait for one shining moment. What do you mean? Oh, I actually hung around. I mean, I, I, I love that. You this stay, is so unlike you, Rich. But you, that's the thing, Rich. I'm assuming this is something you love. I cannot stand it. I and we were talking it. about that, TJ. Great point. Like, you're so positive and sentimental I and am. optimistic. Best dad ever. Call me sappy. You can do it. You yeah, can do it. You, have that, you have that yeah. sappy element to you, which we all love. Thank you for I'm the same way. <laughs> and Wait, so the what? fact that you hate one shining moment. By the way, I'm guessing TJ Jefferson laughing that you're the same way. Uh, means you disagree with that assessment of, <laughs> You're not of really himself. that sentimental, bro. <laughs> what do you, I mean, you should see all the things that I save. Okay, that's Anyways. a good point. But. Okay. I'm just saying, like... He's just got a hard exterior. I think that's what... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a Tootsie Roll pop. You, guys, you know what I mean? Old, the harder you gotta bite, you gotta, get, very you gotta bite to one. get to that center. Thank, Thank you, Mike. Right. Brockman right. is a very lovable person. He gives gifts to people. I mean, he's one of those guys... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What gifts does he give to people? Mike. Stuff that you've given him, and then, you, then he gives it back <laughs> no, to you, like Mike, Tupperware okay. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't mention kids. gifts. Do not mention Chris Brockman's gift giving. Do not I'm mention joking. the fact that when he Brockman, was a bachelor, when he was a total bachelor, that Susie and I used to have him over the house yeah. all the time, that for Thanksgiving He's we had him man. over, he ate, he ate all the it's leftovers. So funny bit. Susie gave him <laughs> the, so the Tupperware. She gave him the, the Tupperware. And for days on end, she's like, has Brockman driven back the Tupperware? I'm like, no, would you remind Brockman to give back the Tupperware? I had it in my car the I whole said time. All the, I say, can you, can, you, can you give us back the Tupperware, please? My wife is killing You up, asked him here. He shows up for the holiday. He shows up for the holiday, for Hanukkah, for Christmas. He brings a gift to my two small children at the time. I think Zam was like five and Cooper was three. I think Cooper you only had two. That's it. 
This is 2013. So Zan is five. Cooper is turning three. Anything in in gift wrapping, they're so excited Mm -hmm. to get. He gave Xander the bottom of the Tupperware (laughs) and Cooper the top. Fantastic. That's the way he returned the Tupperware. That's sentimental, man. That's sentimental. He was thinking about him. He wrapped it, which is like, you know, something else. I had it in my car for a month to get back to you. You didn't even wash it, probably. No, it was wild. Brockman's like, we were talking about one shining moment. Yeah, we were talking about you hating on the coolest thing ever, one shining moment. Like, what happened in your life where this took a turn? I don't like the song. I don't like the song. You don't like Luther Vandross? It's not that I don't like Luther Vandross. I just think. What about the song, Don't You Like? Can we break it down line by line? It's not a sports song. It's not a sports song. (laughs) The ball is tipped is the first word. No, 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 no. The song, the music is not a sports song. Oh, it totally is. But it's tugging at the heartstrings. The only thing hokier that CBS does, and I say this with the ultimate respect, is the jackets. They put the jackets on the... the, It's so out of date. It is so... Uh, it's it's so hokey. It's hokey. Wait, the green jackets or the CBS jackets? Not the green the, the, jackets, Chris. The CBS jackets. You don't like the CBS jackets? jackets? I have you one. have one. I know I have one. It's in the back. I know it is. But it's 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 a, it's a relic from another era. And the road is long. Oh, stupid. Yeah, come on. It. When it's I done, I mean, win or lose. Oh, please. One shining moment. You always did your best. Because inside you knew. Come on. They don't even pay the guys. They don't pay them. It's totally hackneyed and totally hypocritical. Wait, so next year when the players are able to make money, you'll you'll be fine with it? No, I think because I think the song stinks. Oh. Should we swap out one shining moment for like another Luther song, like so amazing? See, would that, this, this would that make you feel better? No, it's just you got to be from the feel the beat of your heart, feel the wind in your face. It's more than a contest. It's more than a race. And when it's done, win or lose, you always did your best because inside you knew one shining moment you reached for the sky. This goes against you what you're me? saying about wanting to Come play on. that one what? game. Oh this goes. This is that. Yeah. This the meaning of this song. It's what you were saying yesterday. It stinks. Wow. I love it. Especially oh when they, they up, when they Mike, like you know loud... music, you know music. It's like, you know, it doesn't get you. It, it, doesn't... it does. I watched it last night. I sat and waited because oh. I know it's coming up. And I go, once they go, you the waited. best show's done. They go, one shot. Shining... I love it. Are you kidding me? Hey, stick around through the interviews that you don't really care about. I mean, You're like, get to one shining moment. Let's go. And you want to see your school. Like, yeah. which clips no, of your school did they use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they had his coach. Excuse me. My school losing by one wasn't a shining moment for me. The moment stunk. But you were there. We could do a whole music. Oh, but Rich, what oh, about yeah, the wait. journey yeah. and the stories no, no, you no, have no, to no, tell? No, 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 That's no. one shining moment? A, I, I still would rather be in it than not at all. That doesn't mean I need to be in some sort of hack hackneyed song that's totally... Like, honestly, everybody loves it. And, and I know this is a hot take as well. Willie, Mickey, and the Duke, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Talking baseball. Uh, talking baseball. Right, right, right. It's it's great when you're talking baseball or whatever, mm-hmm. but in terms of 2021, like, are we going to sit here and make a song about Trout and, and Harper and, you know, may he, be, may he be okay, Tatis Jr., and set it to the same song that, that, that was fine when it was created in the 70s and 80s? That would be so, great. Oh, my God. Rich, do you know the uh, history behind One Shining Moment? A singer-songwriter from Michigan. Yeah. David Barrett, he yep. uh, was inspired to write the song I'm in 86 sure for watching Larry Bird, and he wrote the lyrics on a napkin. Great. Terrific. 
It's a little, little great. one shining That's moment great. trivia. That's a shining moment. And he one gave it to Armin Katayan, who passed it on to CBS. Just don't feel it. Don't like the song. Don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. I and mean, we'll never like it's it. It's amazing. I don't like the music. I don't. I don't I like hum when it in they the house. The, the music down, and they they have a like the announcer laugh. Like full I don't get the, 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 the calls underneath it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Hey, and I think it's. I, mean, I it's, think the moments are great. But like when the, the buzzer beater, they're all the shining moments. It's, it's not one shining moment. They're multiple shining. The song doesn't even make sense. It's a moment for each person that's who, in it. Who hurt you? Armin Katayan is very upset with you right now. Adjusted human being. And you know I love I love the the, the gushy side of things. I know, which is why no, it's, it's like, like yeah, it's weird. I don't all right, like the song. all right, at Rich Eisen show. Oh, dude, no, no, one no, no, shining no, no. moment. Well, awesome, I, stinks. Please, I I I I know I'm going to be a man standing alone at the yeah. plate. You're gonna take an L on this one. I know. I I, <laughs> I prefaced it. Ah, great tweet from Darren D John ninety. Rich hating one shining moment. Quite the plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> It's very unrich Eisen like, is all I we're know, saying. I know when I say who's coming with me, I don't have a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. That's all right. Just don't like it. But my jacket, my CBS sports jacket, still fits. Can you wear yeah, that from 2003? Yeah, where? Oh, we're on people. No, you want me to grab it during the commercial oh, break? Yeah, true. We can't do Should that. Should I go get it? Yeah. I'll go get it. Wyatt Russell, coming up on the Rich Eisen Show.